0: baby we're back well i'm back and I have, a, I have a host with me this time um this is not open mic this is a new new and improved show on the chick foley uh on the chick foley feed i'm the mvp marco and along with me this time is none other than the hill husband Seth. he's not my husband but he's the hill husband <laughs> seth phelps
1: not that there's <laughs> anything wrong with that
0: uh-huh. No, not that there's anything wrong with that, but I'm not <laughs> yeah, stealing anyone's man. I'm not a home wrecker. all right? This is uh, this is something me
1: and uh, Marco have been talking about for a while. We had a couple other concepts that we were also kicked around potentially doing, but uh, we're, we're going to start off trying out what the heel. This is the pilot episode you're hearing. I think this is kind of like the heel, like the bad brother from the streets of the, the baby face open mic, you know?
0: Yeah. That's, that's, that's what the, uh, that's what the concept is. Yeah. I was like, I think I brought this up to you, like just to give a little background on it. I think I brought this up like maybe around a time last year. <laughs> I think, I think we were like texting. I think I like texted you out of nowhere. I was like, dude, we need to do some type of, some type of show together. Um, and then I was just like, uh, the first person I thought of was, uh, as you guessed it, if you hear, you, you heard the intro music, big boss, man. Um, he's the one that kind of inspired this type of show where, you know we're gonna take a, a hail or someone that had a hail persona and kind of run through that hail that run that they had. Um, and it's what the hail because for the most part, I mean, with Big Boss Man in particular, he did some uh pretty crazy pretty things. Uh, but stuff, if you remember, man. the uh, the yeah, he was uh, he, he was he was uh, he was ahead of his time, and uh, he we'll, we'll put it this way he would not be able to be who he is today in the world we live in now oh, with, no. the, with the type of stuff he did. The back of the attitude, attitude era, and even in the uh, even in the '80s, which will uh, run down, but but yeah, this is, this, is, this is exciting for me because um, it's another it's another you know another show under the belt besides the uh, open mic, which will definitely come back at some point. But I kind of want to get this out, and uh, hopefully, this will be as successful, um, and we can continue to do more. We we have a couple more ideas uh, coming down the pike too. We already have a second episode lined up. I won't give that away, but yeah uh let us know obviously let us know if you enjoy the show and uh we'll uh we'll take it from there so well let, let's start off with uh like i said the big boss man um when he first started obviously he was a uh a face um actually no he was a heel then he turned into a face so uh we'll, we'll run into his uh his 80s his 80s run uh as a hill we're gonna bypass all that you know all that stuff to, you know, how he got into the company and all that. And we're going to go right into the nitty gritty. Um, we're going to start off with, uh, you know, obviously if you don't know the big boss man, uh, his gimmick, uh, which he lives by his previous profession, which is a corrections officer. Um, he was a uh, – his, his post-match gimmick obviously was, you know, after he defeated his opponent, opponents, he would uh, handcuff them to the ropes and, uh, and beat them uh to death not to death but beat them mercifully with his uh with his nightstick so uh if you remember that uh i did i thought he was the scariest man alive when i was little seeing him do that and uh i just hope he didn't do that to the beloved hulk hogan which he you know ended up doing anyway but uh seth what was your uh what were your thoughts on the uh on the big boss man uh when he when yeah. he first entered into the wwf at the time
1: you know I was reflecting on it as you did that uh that beautiful intro right there man. He may have been the first of the occupational gimmicks cuz you know he was when he came in there kind of kind of mid to, to late 80s a lot of times guys were just wrestlers still at that point man and you know yeah for for people our age we got conditioned there through the the early 90s and especially in the New Generation era of you know every wrestler had a job right you, you had uh they weren't just wrestlers yeah. they were they were taxmen you know they were they were porn stars they were they were they were plumbers they were, they were dentists like <laughs> you know they were they were grave diggers in the undertaker's case i'm trying to think dude i think as yep. far as like gold making like you know really leaning into uh you know that this guy had this job that he was and just became a wrestler he may have been the first and you know Obviously, you know we we respect the boys in blue, man. They they keep us safe out there, but still, dude, everybody's always at a minimum. You've at least been annoyed by the cops before, even if you're you know a hardcore uh whatever you know blue lives matter person, dude. You still <laughs> got into some annoying ass speeding ticket from some cop who could have had anything better to do on that day instead of pulling your ass over for going you know fifty four and a forty five. um So I, I think it did make for a really good heel gimmick because. At the end of the day, man, his gimmick was all about abuse of power. You know, um, you think about a cop taking advantage of folks. Yeah. And, you know, he would he, like you said, he would handcuff folks to the ring, just beat them with that nightstick. And it, it, he was very, very hateable, man. Uh, Ray that the man behind the gimmick, was an awesome actor. And, you know, as great of a gimmick as, uh, you know, bad guy cop is, I don't know if it would have been the same if it was anybody else besides him portraying it.
0: Yeah, he just had he just had definitely had that look, like I, I kinda said before, like he was he was a scary dude. Just big. Just he just looked abusive. <laughs> like he, he had like, like a definitely a wild, a a wild, in, him, yeah. in his eye, you know. Oh yeah, like he, he, he looked like he could be like a you know like a, a good guy, but you know, he, he always had that like that grimace mm-hmm. uh to his to his face that he would like do and it. You could definitely, you know, tell he had some uh, evil intentions. But um, you know, I did I did fail to say um, I, I gotta always say that he's built from obviously the Department of Corrections in Cobb County, Georgia. We can't forget that because um, that that's it, it is an occupation uh, that he that he the, which was his gimmick. So we we have to throw that in there. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's uh yeah he was a he was a, he was a menace. Uh, and as as we go through this, he you know he kind of single handedly. Um, not single-handedly, he had some help with, uh, you know, Akeem, the, the, uh, the African dream, um, he had a, he had a part in the, uh, the mega powers exploding. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, do we, do you remember, like, do you remember, like, you know, obviously he wasn't like intentionally, you know, trying to make, you know, Hogan and Macho Man split up, but he, you know, those, the, the few that they had, um, during that time, but they weren't really, they weren't the mega powers yet. They were kind of like teaming up, uh, to fight these two. Um, and then obviously they formed the mega powers, but they had some, they had some, uh, dealings, uh, you know, th- you know, they, they had an instance where Macho Man walked off, uh, and, and ended up leaving <laughs> Hogan at some point and, uh, leaving him to, to get beaten, beaten down by the boss man and stuff like that. But, uh, so what do you like, what do you remember from, uh, from the, you know, from the boss man's, uh, part in the. the the beginning of the demise of the, uh, the mega powers.
1: So all that stuff was kind of ahead of my time in real time, man. I WrestleMania six, like from that point on is where I was keeping up with the week to week TV, but I've definitely gone back and relived like 88 and 89 a lot. And, you know, him and Akeem were just the big bads. They were never really, uh, portrayed as like threats to be tag team champs. They were like the, The Bebop and Rocksteady for if you're a Ninja Turtles fan, man, you'd get that reference. They were were like the Bebop and Rocksteady of their day. Just two big imposing thugs. They had the master style slick as their manager to really help just round out the package. And and they were the perfect foils to be the guys that, you know, the mega powers kept going up against. Because even though they were they were never portrayed as like, you know, world champion threats, like they were still just big dudes. And they could both go in the ring good enough that they put on some good matches with those guys.
0: Yeah, and uh, they uh, they did, you know. They, you know, they, obviously we'll we'll talk a little about the Twin Towers and stuff like that. You know, they 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 faced, you know, they faced the Rockers. I think it was at uh, what was it WrestleMania Five. Yep, um, pretty good little match. And they you know, they feuded with them. De- yep, uh, they feuded with Demolition. Um, I think for the yeah for the tag team championships, um, and then they you know towards the end there. Uh, you know, Boss Man ended up, you know, feuding with uh Hogan and stuff like that. And they had a they had a bunch of, you know, stale cage matches. And obviously the most memorable one was uh uh Saturday night's main event when uh Hogan ended up, you know, giving the uh the big guy uh the suplex off the top of the cage. <laughs> you know, so, I went back and watched um, that
1: on uh YouTube. I was kind of doing some <laughs> some boss man deep diving when I was, you know, just trying to I wouldn't even really call it research. I think I was just trying to jog my memory from some of the key moments throughout Bossman's career that I knew we were going to cover. That may be the biggest bump Hulk Hogan ever took, dude. Even He was the one given the superplex. Like, I can't remember Hulk taking too many bumps off the top rope, dude. I don't know if we ever saw Hulk take a bigger spot than that.
0: Yeah, I don't think so either. Uh, Bossman was big, dude. He was like... I think they said he was like three. Uh, he was like around three fifty. He was at he that was time. Def- so he was at the
1: heaviest in that that first heel run. Man, he slammed down a lot when he went babyface, and kind of stayed that same size the rest of his time in, in the pro wrestling world. But yeah, he was a much. He was a true super heavyweight that initial heel run.
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, I kind of want to bring it back to the uh, to them, you know, feuding with the mega powers because th- the reason why I said he was kind of like in, in the midst of that whole like you know, the, the the turning of uh Savage's because they, they were the opponents that night um of the mega powers when you know Savage you know made his uh made his decision You're uh to turn on eyes, uh H- well not really turn on Hogan yeah exactly <laughs> so was it influence I mean kind of like outside influence from the you know the Twin Towers maybe you've seen you know the you know the, the fun that they were having as heels um and, and the hurt they were putting on Hogan you know, and, and all the stuff that's happening with you know Elizabeth and stuff like that, and maybe that kind of maybe that did, uh, maybe Bossman did kind of rub off on Savage. He was like, you know what? Yeah, no, fuck, fuck Hogan. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna kick his ass. You guys are right. I should join you. But yeah, that's that's pretty much uh, that's how I uh, thought it went down anyway, and in, uh, in, in uh, Macho Man's mind. But um, yeah, I want to go for, fast forward a little bit back to that uh, him being a big man. Uh, would you say he's one of like the most agile uh, big man at the time, yeah. He was uh, in great, the WWF, man. Like besides said, like obviously Bam Bam,
1: yeah. He he slimmed down so much when he went to his babyface run that I feel like a lot of fans kind of forget just how big he was. But he was still the, just as agile as he was as a babyface for for being a bigger guy. He still had that same range of movement um, when he was a heel carrying the extra poundage. Uh, so I think it's kind of forgotten. But yeah, dude, he's right there, and you know, I'd probably put him a step below the the bam bam Bigelows and the vaders of the world but he's definitely in the you know the top yeah. 3 or 4% of big guys as far as being agile and being able to get some serious movement going in the ring
0: yeah yeah definitely um, and he yeah i think he's i think he's kind of I i don't want to say he's forgotten as you know one of the, like the like the like the like the you know the fast paced or like the athletic big men Back in the day, but that was like, they were like few and far between. Obviously you had your dusty roads and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, boss in the W the WWF at the time, anyway, um, everyone's like, you know, chiseled to perfection pretty much. And then you have, uh, you have boss man coming in, just doing all these, like, you know, just like, just super fast, very explosive, um, you know, as, as a, uh, as a, you know, heel should be anyway, coming in, uh, you know, being able to, you know, put the hurting on people. Um, if needed, but, and um, a big difference you know, between getting, when getting, he was
1: uh, a baby face and a heel that first run, you know, he would always look much sloppier during that heel run. Like the shirt seemed like it was buttoned a couple oh, yeah. buttons lower; <laughs> it would come untucked. You know, a yeah. lot more and stuff. Like he just he looked a mess, but I think it kind of worked
0: for him. <laughs> yeah, I think he just went in with the uh, with the with the gimmick, and uh, he, you know, I'm not sure if he he did obviously turn face, but. You know, he was still kind of like, he still had like heel tactics. Obviously, he stopped, you know, when he turned face, he stopped, you know, beating people up and, you know, handcuffing them to the ropes and continuing the beatdown and stuff like that. He stopped things like that, but he was still doing like, you know, jailhouse matches, obviously with, the, you know, with the Mountie, you know, throwing him in jail and stuff like he that. Still, he still had that lust uh, to throw people in jail and, uh, you know, serve them the long arm of the law if he needed to. So I wasn't too keen on his, uh, his baby face run. I think he was just still, you know, I think he was just trying to, you know, weasel his way into, uh, into and in superstar, And then once he got, got to that fame, he would turn heel in no time, which we'll, we'll which we'll get into.
1: I got um, some thoughts on this baby face run, man. If we can take a quick side tour and I've expressed this sentiment. Oh yeah. Before no, definitely on, on the main chick Foley show. That babyface run was all bullshit, dude. We need, where is the revisionist history (laughs) for my man nails, dude. Nails was correct. I think after seeing obviously at the time, nails just seemed like some stupid ex con, but seeing everything that boss man did, how evil he was on that second run, um, which we're going to get to in a little (laughs) bit, dude, it is fully believable. Now that that motherfucker was abusing the prisoners down there in the, the Cobb County jail, dude. So I, there is not a shred (laughs) of doubt in my mind, that everything Nails was saying was true and obviously he was a big scary looking fucker but dude who wouldn't have turned into a scary evil person if you're you know incarcerated for what he I think Nails said that he was in jail for some overdue parking tickets that was the story man and you're just getting abused by this yeah. fat sloppy uh cop from freaking Cobb County Georgia dude <laughs> like yeah man I would be uh I'd be upset too man I think that probably turned me to take me to a dark place as well dude so you know we need to get some love going for nails man to get him back in the wrestling world because he was right dude there there's when are we gonna i don't know when the wrestling fans are gonna revisit that and get justice for nails because it needs to happen
0: yeah <laughs> hashtag justice for nails
1: yes dear. um
0: but yeah that's that's that was <laughs> that's one of the things that you know he he uh you know i think it's around like ninety two he ends up uh you know, ninety-one he ends up, you know, turning face and stuff like that and feuding with uh Bobby Heaton and stuff um in the in the heaton family. But we'll skip all that. And we'll go right like you said, we'll go right to Nails. Like he he's definitely a hail dude. Like he you don't you don't come out nail I don't think nails is lying. I'm I'm with you on that. I think he's just, you know, telling the truth. He was telling his story. Yeah. And uh whether you whether you wanted to believe it or not, he was, you know, he was, he was getting abused in jail uh by the big boss man. And, uh, like Poor you said, as we, as we go down, you know, it's horrible. Like no, no one deserves to live, live that way, especially a, a criminal Being, you know, you're serving your time already. You don't need to, you don't need to be beaten up, um, <laughs> you know, more and more. Um, <laughs> um, he did, uh, get his revenge though, nails. He did end up, you know, uh, making boss man serve hard time. He did, uh, end up, you know, handcuffing boss man at one point, uh, and then beating him with the nightstick, so he got he got some he got some revenge, um, and uh, you know they obviously they have like a series of matches and stuff. Which you know in '92 they did a uh, nightstick on a pole match at Survivor Series. If you if anyone wants to you know take a trip down memory lane and go watch that, um, probably don't want to, but yeah, I, I, I wouldn't. I'd stay clear away from that. But yeah, well uh, we're gonna jump we're gonna jump a little bit forward. Did you want to talk about his? Uh, Yo, know, WCW run in, in his Hail business there. Or he the didn't Dungeon do anything
1: super significant, man. There's oh, some pretty yeah. good matches if you want to seek out. He had, he did some fun stuff with Jim Duggan. I think they did a I think it was called like the Carson City Silver Dollar match where you were allowed to have like a roll of quarters as a weapon. Um, and he had some pretty good hoss fights with with Vader, but nothing super significant, and then he ends up having a little run there with the NWO being their security as kind of a little play on the big boss man gimmick. Um, but yeah, like I said, yeah, ch- check out the stuff with Hacksaw Jim Duggan, check out the stuff with Vader, um, and and one other thing I want to mention, man, before we get into the real meat of the show, talking about his second WWE run, <laughs> something we're gonna do for the concept on what the heel in the show notes, I'm gonna put together a little playlist, man. Um, Oh, uh, if I can find clips off YouTube, it's just gonna it'll be that. But if not, I'll put the act the specific events you need to go and look up on Peacock, uh, w, slash WWE Network to, to kind of relive a lot of the stuff that we're gonna talk through. So you know, swipe up. Um, I, I think that's the way it works on most of the podcasting apps. You can swipe up on the episode and see all of our show notes. So in addition to the sponsors and stuff, info. Um, we'll, we'll give you a little playlist that way you can kind of, if you, if you ever want to pause the show and, and revisit some of this stuff, as we talk about it, uh, we'll try to make it as easy as possible for you.
0: Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, that, yeah, definitely, uh, when you have the time, definitely go back and check out the, the clips. Uh, we definitely want, if it's best if you're not educated on, uh, uh, big boss, man, um, you know, you want to know a little bit more and, See these actual things that we're talking about definitely go back if you can find them hopefully you can find some of these things uh because some of the stuff we're gonna talk about that big boss man did is uh pretty heinous <laughs> yeah of <yeah. laughs> the, uh, the wrestling world watch but, it quickly um, we're gonna be you know all
1: of these <laughs> what the heel episodes they're designed to be to be evergreen right we'll we'll make sure that they're clearly annotated in the in like the uh, the archives of the podcast so like these are gonna be set up for you to go and record this or to go back to list these anytime and they'll still hit the same but it is March 30th, 2023 as we record this. Um, and you never you know when this stuff is, yep. some of the stuff boss man did could totally end up being erased from the, uh, from Peacock and WWE. Network. Yeah. So don't, don't <laughs> wait around to watch it, you know, especially this stuff, man, watch, watch it as uh, quickly as you can.
0: Exactly. So, uh, yeah, so he, so just to recap real quick, you know, he comes in, you know, uh, beats people up, uh, handcuffs them to the ropes, beats them with a the nightstick. Um, kind of breaks up the uh the mega powers by rubbing off on Savage um he uh he he got his come from his uh former uh prisoner nails uh that he abused a lot uh at uh you know at his previous profession uh he did a little stint in WCW we're not gonna really speak on that like he said it's not really like the you know the greatest run Couple from highlights, he, but know, nothing, he wasn't the nothing, big boss man he was, yeah. yeah nothing nothing too crazy uh but we'll, we'll, we're gonna fast forward to uh I believe it was what nineteen ninety eight. Yep. Um the big boss man makes his 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 return um, as the security guard or bodyguard for uh for Mr. McMahon um and the corporation at the time. And this is and this is where, you know, we we, talk, we kind of talked about, you know, him he was he was a heel, he was a face and stuff like that. I think this boss man is the real this is the real boss man right here. The real, the boss man that we're about to talk about is what he's always been and what he's always wanted to be. He just couldn't obviously do it earlier in his career. He had to you know you know play the field. He had to you know be a bad guy then be a good guy. But now he can just be you know that that just like asshole of a person of Show a huge colors. that he always wanted to be. So yeah. Um, so, yeah, so he he he, he aligns himself with uh, Vince McMahon, joins the corporation. Obviously, you know, the corporation is at odds with uh, pretty much everybody uh, in, the, in the WWF at the time. Uh, Steve Austin, Degeneration X. Uh, they have quite the crew. Um, I don't think they needed Bossman at the – you know, they had Ken Shamrock and uh, who else did they have? Undertaker. Ben Shamrock, Kane. Pretty much. You know, they had, had
1: the- corporate ministry for a while. Then Kane was in there solo with them. They had Test like – They had, they had, they had some muscle for sure.
0: Yeah. He was, he was, he was known as like the personal security, um, for, for the, the corporation. He's, you know, he did a lot of, a lot of stuff, uh, you know, going back to like the Survivor Series, a deadly game, you know, um, you know, thwarting, uh, Steve Austin's efforts to win the championship, all that type of stuff. Um, he did win the, uh, tag team championship with Ken Shamrock during that, that run as well. Um.
1: That was his first
0: taste of gold in the WWE. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then he obviously was known for the uh, Hardcore Championship more than anything. Uh, He ended up winning that four times, I believe. Um, But one of the guys he, uh, you know, feuded with was The Undertaker. And um, he uh, – this is one of those things where you may not be able to see it. They may erase this from – WWE history, (laughs) but, uh, he has a match at WrestleMania 15 with the Undertaker long. Like they had a pretty, pretty decent sized feud. It all culminates at WrestleMania 15. And what, what, I mean, we're at WrestleMania season right now. So perfect time to talk about this. He, uh, it was a hell of a cell match, uh, with the Undertaker. Heel versus heel. Uh, you know, you have heel versus heel at the time. Exactly. Um, hell of a cell match. He, he ends up losing, um, but you know, Undertaker being who he is in, in the in uh late nineties, ninety-eight, um, he was evil as well. And uh he not only wanted to defeat the big boss man, he seemed I guess he wanted to kill him as well. He uh he hung Big Boss Man. <laughs> I'm not sure how else he could put it. Yeah. Um so the boss man was basically just inside the cage, you know, just suspended in the air. Just and that's I mean I was I, how old was I? Jeez, just I just remember watching that, like being like in shock that he was gonna die. I'm like, I know he's this evil person and he did all these bad things, but come on, dude! Like, you can't he he can't hang, you can't die like this. Just hang on, no pun intended. And
1: they were trying um, to pitch it. What do you like, think? <laughs> uh, I remember watching this and just like they were they were trying to soften it up. I guess this had to have been like a Vince Russo idea because Michael Cole's like what is this supposed to symbolize? And it's like, dude, it's not symbolizing anything. The dude's fucking swinging man from the top no. of hill in the cell. <laughs> and then, uh, I remember it was just so ironic. Cause you never see boss man get freed or anything. the last thing you see is, you know, his feet swinging, and he's dangling. And then it fades to black and launches a yeah. commercial for, you know, back in the day, there was a thing like as soon as WrestleMania would end, a lot of our listeners are probably gonna be like, what the hell are you guys even talking about? On the home shopping network, there'd be like an <laughs> hour long show where they'd be selling a bunch of merch straight from WrestleMania. Um, and just other stuff. They yeah. <laughs> WWE would take over the home shopping network or it was either the home shopping network or it was QVC, but they would take it over for like an hour, hour and a half right after WrestleMania. And they started doing a commercial for that. So it's like, okay, we just watched this guy get fucking murdered, but go get your stone cold Steve Austin shirt for $29.99. <laughs> <$29. laughs> uh, you know, right after the know. show.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was pretty insane. And you, you know, like he, he had, a, you know, you would say he had it coming to him. All the sins, that he's, you know, he's done in the past. You know, the Undertaker just trying to cleanse him of his sins. Yeah. That's what he was trying to do. I believe maybe that's what the the symbolism was. That's what they were trying to go for, um, <laughs> right. but they couldn't come out right out and say it. I don't know, but if there's one thing you do know is that you can't kill the Big Boss Man. He, uh, he, you know, he 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 came back to life apparently, and because uh, that, I mean, let's go back to that. That looked real, dude. Like it looked like he was really like dead yeah <laughs> they did yeah, a good job with it visual, watched, the visual at the was very down.
1: striking i think they had i think that even though they had the, the the like the you know the noose around his neck i think they had another safety harness clipped to the back of that vest that he wore uh and that's really what you know his weight was suspended from but but yeah it was it was insane man it was crazy another quick shout out man before we go on we do got to get credit where credit's due Big Boss Man, dude, a fashion icon. The, the look that he's rocking on his second yes. run with WWE is very, very strikingly similar to a certain three-person faction where, you know, we're all three members are going to be Grand Slam champs in, in WWE and beyond. Um, you know, if, if you're not picking up what we're laying yeah. down yet, the Shield basically ripped their look from the Big Boss Man, you know, with the all the SWAT gear.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, I was actually, you know, though it's funny with the... Uh with, uh, I have that uh, bossman figure. Um, what, what the heck line was that? With the uh, when it comes with the ski mask, elite forty seven, and the nightstick, and uh, yeah, elite forty seven. Yeah, so I have that. I actually put him with with the shield because he look he looks exactly like you know, like well, I should say they look exactly like him. Um, but yeah, no, they they and the, you know they had the same similar idea of serving justice. They were the hounds of justice, um, and that's what you know that's what uh, bossman was all about serving justice and making people serve hard times so i mean yeah i mean that's they could they could deny it but that's where they definitely got their their inspiration was from that from that late run of the uh the boss man but um like i said i mean he survived the hanging um as only big boss man can do um and then we'll move on to the uh to the to to one of the, the one of the meat the meat and potatoes of the uh of this heel run is uh his feud with al snow
1: I I see what um, you did there man I'm I'm groaning that, at that little uh, that pun there about the meat and
0: potatoes <laughs> I mean I try yeah I mean that's there you go see I'm glad you picked that up well well if you if you listen to this you probably don't know if you do you, you can you'll catch our drift soon um so you had a bunch of you know hardcore matches with uh with al snow um and then we get into this storyline. With uh, Al Snow and his uh, and his lovely little dog Pepper, um, yeah. <sighs> uh, how, how do you want to go about this? Is there anything you want to add before we like deep dive into the uh, Al Snow uh, Big Boss Man feud? Is there anything memorable? I know they they had a lot of memorable matches. A lot of their hardcore matches didn't really end up in the ring. They were all over the place. Um, is there anything you remember from from their? Uh, of their matches you know there's really only one match we got to talk about Yeah, there's,
1: there's <laughs> one match we're going to get into that's super memorable but i will say the hardcore championship was a fun little diversion for the low card guys back during this time frame yeah. it's kind of what what the tw- you know the 24-7 championship ended up just being ridiculously comical and just lost all of its value the hardcore championship was still you know it was still a lot of comedy but it was at least presented as something worth fighting for um, and you would occasionally have some moments of brilliance around it back in you know from ninety eight to two thousand. Uh, but but yeah, I'll let you uh, get into like you said the uh, the meat, if you will, and potatoes of uh, of the Al Snow the yeah. boss man <laughs> storyline.
0: Well, yeah. So that you know, obviously, you know, keeping keeping the uh, you know the the title of the show alive, what the heel. This is these are pretty crazy moments, um, and I think that you know the 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 hardcore division was perfect for boss man like not that you know not that he couldn't you know fight for the wwf championship at the time um or the intercontinental but it just like his gimmick and his the like the lifestyle that he portrayed on there was hardcore and this is just like a perfect like just down and dirty you know beat the shit out of people um use whatever you can to do it and that's 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 who he was and I, i was i mean I'm just like going back and like just reading up on it and then going back and watching this stuff like definitely brings back some memories, dude. Like those those matches are super entertaining um, with him and Al Snow. But we'll go to one of the uh, one of the matches at SummerSlam where um, <laughs> uh, they didn't uh, they, did, they didn't make it to the ring at all. It's kind of like I said, they kind of like went went all over the place, um, fought in the back, fought it like, you know, in the street at a bar, all this stuff. I think that was one of them. I think wasn't, um, uh, wasn't road dog. Like, did he show up at like one of the bars or something like that? Or he's doing commentary.
1: Yeah. He just happened to be there. One of those
0: matches. Yeah. He just happened to be there and he's like doing like live commentary or some shit. But, um, yeah. So, (laughs) so we'll, we'll circle back to, uh, Al Snow's dog pepper. So his carrier was, um, you know, in the, at the, in the, at the match. Um, and the dog was in there, uh, so boss man uh, proceeded to pick up the uh, the dog carrier. Uh, you know, kind of you know jaw jaw jacked the dog, as they like to say, kind of like mouthed off to the dog in the carrier. Um, proceeded to hit El Snow with the carrier with the dog in it, and then just tossed it, <laughs> tossed it with the dog <laughs> inside, just tossed <laughs> it behind him. Like, it was just like. Like, rubbish. Um, and any dog lovers out there, um, uh, Jim Ross did apologize, and he did tell that, you know, it was a stunt, and, you know, no dogs are harmed, that. Yeah, they had to keep the National Humane Society off their ass. Yeah, it's like, I mean, but come on, it's like, it's entertainment, you know there's not a dog in there, like, like give us that suspension that, like, he actually threw the, you know, carry with the dog in it, because that's what boss man does, he's, he's He's not a nice guy. We we established this already. Dude, so, wh- you know, why know is how it, crazy you know, why you do know, you have to are, Man, <laughs> I
1: think sometimes you'd be better off freaking attacking a kid than you would be attacking an animal on live TV.
0: True, that is very true. But uh, yeah. Do you remember this? Did you did did you watch us recently? Uh, are you gonna go back and watch it now? If you haven't watched it recently, um, <laughs> that particular segment, I remember,
1: <laughs> I remember watching it live and being like, holy shit, you know, cause there you were in there in real time. <laughs> there was absolutely no reason to believe that they had swapped the dog out, especially, you know, I think I was 14 when this was, yeah, happening, exactly. So at the attitude Era, I was still, you know, they were doing so much crazy shit. Like this was probably like only the fourth or fifth craziest thing to happen that week on, on WWF TV. Um, But, but yeah, man, it's, uh, it's just, you know, like I said, boss man's fucking evil, dude.
0: like i said if you're a dog lover out there and i know you know there's a lot of dog lovers out there no no harm no foul we're not it's just this is boss man and this is these are you know he's a he's a hail dude it's like it's awful but um if you think that was bad we're gonna move on to the uh the next part of the al snow boss man saga involving uh pepper and this one was a uh Ooh, comedy gold for some people, I guess. I don't know. Uh- <laughs> so uh, you know, the uh big boss man wasn't a big fan of pepper, and uh he um, you know he 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 got rid of pepper um and he fed pepper to Al Snow. Pepper steak. Um uh, he tricked he tricked Al Snow into eating his pep, yeah. You like that pepper steak? And then, you know, Al Snow's puking. all. Oh, God, no. Oh, I can't believe oh, you. Yeah. Um, they didn't actually show him do anything to the dog. He just, like, you know, you know, kind of fed Al Snow some, some uh, meat. And then, you know, Al Snow's like, oh, this is really good. And he's like, yeah, it's, it's your dog, Pepper. And so, yeah, he, yeah, big boss man. First, uh, tossed Pepper behind him like, like Pepper was nothing. And then he, um, killed Pepper and fed him to Al Snow. Um thoughts uh thoughts and condolences first to pepper and then thoughts uh seth it's what, just, what, just what, one what of the all-time why, most why is-
1: heinous <laughs> heel things ever seen on tv man i mean it's bad enough killing somebody's dog right like you think back i i know at some point we're gonna do an earthquake episode uh this is probably right up there with Earth ki- yes. earthquake killing damien um while jake the snake is tied yeah. up in the ropes man like you know that one was bad because he's killing the guy's pet right in front of him um
0: yeah jeez yeah, you
1: know i mean this is just as bad right because you know as far as al snow knew pepper was missing and boss man invited him to you know his hotel yep. room to to share a meal um to kind of make amends because you know supposedly he felt bad about about pepper being missing dude and then come to find out no he killed your dog and fed it to him like that's just yeah. <laughs> one of the most evil, like sociopathic things we've ever seen in wrestling. And because it happened in the low mid card, I feel like it's kind of gotten, you know, swept away to the sands of time and not. It, it, obviously, we remember it and laugh about it, but I don't think it's really gone down as like an all time heelish moment, you know, like imagine if this was something that, you know, a main uh, you know, Andre the Giant did to Hulk Hogan in 87 or something like that, you know, it would it would live on an in infamy.
0: Yeah, it's a uh, it, it's one of those things where like. You know we we have our you know you have your Randy Orton, hail Randy Orton. I'll use him as an example. Like he did some crazy stuff uh, as a heel, but he he wasn't he wasn't he wasn't about that life. Like Big Boss Man trumps everybody when it comes to being a heel. Um, as far as like as how far are you gonna go uh, to uh, you know play mind games with your oppo- opponent? Um, and, and, and Boss Man was just one of those dude. I remember that storyline where like was not Al Snow like um, did he have like uh posters and stuff like that and he was like you know, trying to find pepper cuz pepper yeah. was missing yeah she was missing was it, that was the was whole it? story yeah that was like yeah yeah man uh jeez Heart, heartbreaking uh like i said rip uh pepper and uh jeez it was uh it did culminate though they actually did end this uh this feud ended in a uh, a dog kennel match the kennel from hell match as it's called at unforgiven um <laughs> Not a, not a good match at all. I'm def. I mean, if you want to go back and watch it just to be, um, you know, disgusted by it, you can. Um, <laughs> but it was basically like a cage surrounding the ring, and then it was a second roofed cage surrounding the ringside. I think it was just hell in a um, cell. I
1: think they put the hell then, in a cell around a traditional. Yeah, it's pretty steel cage. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was it was, it was there, because Hell in a Cell was already was Hell in a Cell introduced already. Yeah, yes. Hell in a
1: Cell was out already. Yeah, because they Boss just do Man a Hell in a in Cell in, uh, match. Yeah, Boss Man had been in the Hell in a Cell. That's right. Before, but, yeah. yeah, so this was a combined. They had the 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 big black cage. This is before they'd switch to, like the chain link steel cage inside. It was just I want to say this was just where they yeah. still had the 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 big solid bars, or was it the bar the the like the mesh fence style cage? Let me look at a picture real quick.
0: Yeah, don't forget the. Um yeah, they did uh they did have a uh, – it was like a cage within a cage, right? Sort of. Is that how Well I think I it was the I think correctly. it was
1: the actual Hell in the Cell on top of a steel cage. Let me put let me look up the image real quick. Yeah, so they That's had right. it was so this was still the blue cage. All right. Uh, so this is still the blue cage. So you got the big blue cage like from the eighties around the ring, and then hell in the cell yep. was lowered down on over the top of it.
0: Yeah. And then you had the dogs surrounding it too, like the attack dogs. So that, they were supposed were to be attacked. dogs, they? I think right? they were like
1: they they were big Rottweilers yeah. and stuff. Like, the dogs look scary, but these dogs, I don't know if they were, like, slightly sedated to be better for TV or whatever, like, or to be safer, but they were, like, not vicious at all, dude. Like, the dogs are just chilling, sitting around, living their best life at ringside. I think one of them took a shit, like, in the middle of the match. You got some nice dog turds right there Yeah, that, uh, yeah. They were just, you know, (laughs) the vision was that outside the cage, you're going to have this just pool of violent canines ready to rip to shreds. Anybody who gets thrown out, but that just wasn't the case. The dogs were kind of just scenery and we just had a match. that was a pain in the ass to see what was going on. because you had two layers of cage to, to look through to, to see what was happening.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's just bad too. Just like the, the, just like looking at it uh, with the, you know, the, the hell in a cell cage and then the big blue cage, like if, if they did like another maybe mesh cage on the inside it might have been good but or just get rid of that cage altogether uh the big blue cage but yeah it was uh it was not a good match and i think uh Jerry King Lawler i think he did point out during in commentary that one of the dogs took a crap <laughs> yeah. during the match so that's how that's how excited that dog was it is, is great i'll give him points for <laughs> the for
1: creativity yeah. but when it got to the execution phase it just it didn't connect like like you wanted it to
0: yeah, it was like it's basically the whoever uh, escaped both cages was a uh, was the winner. But yeah, I don't think they were you know like you said with those dogs in there. I don't think they were gonna you know they weren't gonna have vicious attack dogs because neither one of them had like I think they both were wearing like kind of like sleeveless shirts. I think the guy was wearing like a denim denim vest, and then Bossman had his gear on. So like if the dogs were to jump out and attack, they're gonna get mauled, dude. <laughs> if they were real attack dogs, um, they didn't have like any protective gear or long sleeves that would indicate that the, the the dogs would attack them at any point so right. they it was kind of a wash in that sense um but yeah uh boss man just a quick recap not a lover of uh animals or else well, <laughs> no well we'll say that much um and so we'll move on to the uh I think what well, another meat another meat and potatoes type of deal uh with boss man um it has ever and it has ever quest to be the most dastardly heel. Known to man, uh, he feuds with the Big Show. Um, oh boy! But this was actually cool because it was for the it was for the championship. Because um, I think he was going for. Did he ever go for the championship against Hogan, or were they just feuding?
1: I can't did remember if any of those shot, matches. Remember, I can't remember if any of those matches were championship matches or just non-title matches with you know kind of exhibition matches for Hulk on Saturday night's main event.
0: Yeah, because I think he was in. I think he was in line to be like that. That the, like that main heel to. You know, face Hogan at um, a mania or something like that, but I don't think it ever fell through. But nonetheless, he gets his chance um, in '99 uh, uh, against the Big Show. Um, and uh, man, what what a, what a way to end this uh, this this show here! The Big Boss Man. <laughs> uh, you know, <laughs> this is hard. This is actually really hard to. Uh, go through but uh we'll, we'll we'll make it work so the big show's father passed away um and, you know and you know big boss man being who he is doesn't care doesn't give doesn't give a crap um so you know they're feuding but you know during a feud and obviously in work you want to take time off you want to take some you know bereavement you want to take some time they you know heal especially during like a wake or a funeral uh so you know Big Show, you know, decides to take some time off from the, you know, I can't do this feud anymore. You know, I gotta, I got to be with my family. We got to have our funeral. I got to put my dad to rest. You know, he passed away. Um, so cut, cut to the, uh, cut to the cemetery. Big Show, his family, you know, they're around. You know, paying their respects to, to, to pop Big Show. Um, they get an unexpected guest to the, to the funeral. Probably to get an invite. Uh. Big Boss Man shows up to the funeral, uh, <laughs> at uh, Big Show's father's funeral, and it's like, what the hell? What, what the hell is he doing here? Um, He's big in like boss an old cop to, car
1: with a with a giant yes. freaking a gigantic mega horn on top of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, and he uh, he hops out out of that uh, out of that car, proceeds to hook up. Um, big show's father's casket to the back of his uh <laughs> his vehicle um and, and drives off with big show's father's corpse um along with big show on top of the the you know the casket trying to stop you know uh, <laughs> like waterskiing or something uh, taking him away just like man just a sight another just another memory etched in my mind from the attitude Era and you know these memories are mainly of the big boss man. All these, all these crazy things that he was doing. He was just like, like we said, he's he was not a nice guy. He was definitely a heel. Um, what what do what are your thoughts on this, Seth? What do you what do you think of uh, you know be the ultimate heel and just <laughs> you know just. Taken away, A loved one's already taken away, but now you're really taking away that loved one. You know, what if, going what back are your thoughts and, on this? Jeez. I,
1: I went back and watched <laughs> this segment a couple times today because I was just really trying to sink in the total scene. Before we get to anything else, man, can you explain how Big Show shows up to his dad's funeral wearing leather pants? Like, who does that? He's wearing yeah. black leather pants. Yeah, in leather the pants funeral. and... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Right, Yeah, man. This was a legit... Uh, Bruce Pritchard oh, talked about this on the episode of... I think they did a uh, Big Boss Man episode of Something to Wrestle With. I can't remember if it was encompassing his whole career or just yeah. the second run. But they did one. And he talked about filming this segment in the cemetery. They did get permission to do this and everything. Uh, but they got a call the day after. Because I guess they were this. they did this on a weekend. So there were already people... You know, you know, that's when families typically go and visit their, you know, their loved ones in the cemetery, you know, so you got people going to see, you know, Granny and Pop yeah. Pop's tombstone and then seeing this scene filmed with, you know, they're just wrecking the ground <laughs> as big shows, you know, basically surfing on this, uh, this casket, getting drug out. Um, uh, Bruce said they got a call the next day from the, I don't know if it was the owner or the caretaker or whatever, and said that they're never allowed to use that cemetery again for anything.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Uh but I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's obviously that was that was gonna happen. I mean, especially with a scene like that. Like you said, imagine if you're just there like visiting a loved one or even attending a funeral adjacent to this one happening. And you see some dude just pull up on the uh, on the grass and just pull someone's uh, loved one out of the yeah that's that's crazy what about when boss man dropped that little eulogy
1: he said uh you know with the deepest regrets and tears that are soaked i'm sorry to hear your dad finally croaked
0: yeah (laughs) yeah he uh he has a way with words uh the (laughs) the big boss man i mean he gave his condolences i guess uh during that time but but man like i said that just as just like like, we kind of said this already like you probably won't be able to find that. I mean, they're probably going to scrub this at some point from the from Peacock. You won't be able to see this um, or any of Big <laughs> Big Boss Man's uh, dastardly deeds, as we like to say. But man, what a what a crazy heel run that was! I, I'm trying to as going back and like like reading up on this and like watching stuff. I'm trying to remember if there was any other heels around that time that were doing that was doing anything that like that crazy besides like the undertaker you know kidnapping stephanie and all that stuff but like this stuff is like kind of intrusive the fact
1: that the yeah (laughs) the fact that the stuff with him and al snow and boss man happened in such a such a tight timeline yeah you have never had somebody get this straight like straight up personal you know everybody else has typically kept it confined to you know a sports competition inside that 20 by 20 squared circle whereas this boss man was just getting personal and getting evil
0: yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's just showing up at funerals. He was, uh, you know, kidnapping dogs and feeding them to people. He was, uh, you know, getting, I mean, he was getting, he got hung too. Um, <laughs> I think they, what they should have done was that should have been the, that should have been his last match. That should have been like the, the match that ended the boss man run. Like, the, like, you know, kind of kill off the character of, of all these, you know, crazy things he did, you know, you know, uh, abusing nails back in the day, you know, breaking up the mega powers, uh, You know, uh, and so on and so forth with Pepper and you know Big Show's dad and stuff like that. Um, I think that would have been a, uh, like a good culmination. I think they, you know, they ended their feud. It you was know, at at uh, Armageddon at the Armageddon pay per view, um, and obviously, you know, Big Boss Man lost, and you know, Big Show uh, got his uh, got his revenge. And yeah, that was really that. I'm not last, sure if that's uh, much like he said, That
1: was kind of the last <laughs> thing of significance he he did. He kind of just slowly faded away after that point.
0: Yeah, he uh yeah, he kind of disappeared. I think you know, he went I think he went to Japan for a little bit and and that was that was pretty much it. After that, yeah, he, uh, he uh, I think he he did something like I think he went back to Georgia and he like ran for like 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 some like political seat or something like that too. Oh I'm God. not could sure. You, um, could you imagine if you're <laughs> if running they looked against at him the
1: how much <laughs> stuff you get to use like in the smear ads and stuff? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think it was. Uh, let me look it up real quick because I had it. It was a uh, 2004. Yeah, he ran for commission chairman for uh, Paulding County, Georgia. Yeah, so he had a he owned yeah he I mean he he owned a storage company and stuff like that. But yeah, imagine him you, like he's running for like a political seat in that county, and they just go, whoa, whoa, whoa wait a minute! Didn't you, uh, didn't you kidnap a dog and kill it and feed it to somebody? <laughs> Didn't, didn't you pull you, uh, a man's father's you, casket uh, out of the ground? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> didn't you? Uh, didn't you abuse a prisoner while you were uh, a <laughs> corrections <laughs> officer in county? I don't, uh, I don't think you're. I don't think you're fit for this job. Uh, you don't serve the right traffic record as a uh, as a, a, a public uh, servant at all. But uh, yeah, that's that, that's pretty much it, man. I mean, that's pretty much just gist of the show, guys. It's just picking all the uh, the craziest things that heels have done. Uh, not running through the whole career, but just like kind of pinpointing the uh, the things that actually make them a heel. And I'm not sure if we're going to be able to top this with Boss Man. I think this we came out like hot, the last man. Yeah, with, uh, especially for <laughs> yeah, guys that did. were strictly,
1: especially for guys that were strictly in the mid card, man. Boss Man's going to be tough to beat with that that one two combo that yeah. he had on Al Snow and the Big Show. Uh, the Foley Fam did come through with some good listener mail. Marco, you ready to start tackling these?
0: Yeah, let's do it.
1: All right, so a lot of these we kind of kind of answered throughout the course of the show, but I still want to give credit where credit's due. Uh, Zach Herzler says this is kind of a two for one. Zach Herzler says honest thoughts about his Hill in the Cell match against Taker at Mania fifteen, and then Jordan, uh, you know, the Fig God uh, cast member of the. The Chick Foley Show. Jordan Wells says, "Was the Kennel from Hell the best Hell in the Cell match ever? And when should they do it again?" So, kind of <laughs> run us through the two. Bo- kind of give us your thoughts overall on the two, uh, the two Boss Man Cell matches. And then, if you think there's an opportunity where we should see Kennel from Hell again,
0: damn. Uh, I'm definitely, if I have to pick one out of the, one out of the two, it's definitely Undertaker and Boss Man Hell in a Cell. So I'm going to go with that as the as a pick for you know. If I'm have to pick a boss man hell in a cell match, I'm gonna go with that one. Um, definitely not the kennel from hell match. Um, it, it was. It could have been cool. It was. I just. It wasn't executed properly. That's. That's. I think that's where where it came down to. I think you know what the kennel from it could hell been a match cool could have
1: ended from if it was in the era of the cinematic match, dude. If you could have got some trained dogs, yeah, like these in Hollywood and stuff, like it would have made for. You know, obviously, it's. It was. I. It, in some ways it was the dumbest idea ever. And then in other ways it was maybe just 20 years ahead of its time. Cause it would have been perfect for the, you know, the pandemic cinematic era to do some stuff like that.
0: Yeah, man. If they had like some like warehouse that they could have like rented out and like, you know, had the, like, you know, had the cage inside there somehow. And like, they could have actually had like rabbit attack dogs, like chained to the walls or something like that. And like, it could have been. It could have been really cool if they had that uh, cinematic. But you know, they you know years before they did the the Hollywood backlot back brawl. Yeah, that uh, was so like a original have, they cinematic. They could have done something cinematic, and that yeah, so they could have done something like that. But maybe they just didn't really want to invest in the uh, in, in, uh, in Al Snow and Big Boss Man. But yeah, that definitely could. have – I think if it executed the right way, they they could probably pull it off again. I mean. I wouldn't mind seeing it again, to answer your question, Jordan. I'd watch A Kennel From Hell now. If they were doing it a cinematic way, I would watch it.
1: Thing is, man, you know, animals in wrestling have kind of kind of faded away, dude. I mean, there's not a whole lot of people that are still using the, yeah. the live animals, man. I think the, I think the last opportunity we would have had for A Kennel From Hell match would have been that horrible Baron Corbin and Roman Reigns feud. Like the last thing Roman did before becoming the the head of the table tribal chief member Baron Corbin was like smearing dog food on his face and stuff. Maybe you could have done something like yeah. that to make it <laughs> a uh, tie that to a kennel from hell mash, but I don't really see a good, a, a nice organic yep. way of getting to that, that, that particular gimmick nowadays. Yeah. Uh, uh, Sam bro, the MVP of the yeah, mail. You can have. Uh, Go ahead.
0: I was going to say, you can have uh Cody's, you can bring Cody's dog back into the fold <laughs> and, uh, Pharaoh. you know, that dog could be a part of some storylines, but no, I think uh, uh, PTSD for uh, Cody's dog when uh, those fireworks went off and kind of scared him. That was uh, that was the last time we seen that dog. So All sad. Right,
1: so Sam, bro, the MVP of the mailbag said, "You know, we already answered this one." He says, "Where would Big Boss Man be without nails? He'd still be down in Cobb County, Georgia, abusing prisoners." Man, thank God for nails for exposing this evil <laughs> bastard. <laughs>
0: yeah he was yeah nails was the one that was that you know got the confidence enough to speak up and speak out about the boss man in his ways I'm surprised other prisoners you know didn't didn't pop up and uh, tell their story about how abusive the boss man was when he was working at uh, Cobb County but um yeah like you said ju- hashtag justice for nails
1: all right our main man over in the UK Phil Dunn it says if the big boss man released a cookbook, would you try it, or would you be worried about the beat content <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, I mean, I don't know if I'd try it i'd i you know I'd be worried about what about you Seth what do you think? I, and,
1: uh, no, I'm probably not messing with any. Me. Bossman doesn't really strike me as a uh, you know a, a gourmet or anything, <laughs> so I'm probably passing. I will say in the show notes, along with that watch list, I will find a really killer recipe for some pepper steak and throw that in the show notes. Also, if you want to have a little meal to accompany yes, the podcast,
0: it's perfect. All perfect. right,
1: <laughs> Alex Eubank says, "Do you think a Bossman world title run could have worked?"
0: I think so. I, I his I'm, I'm trying to think. He, I, I would probably go with the first the first run to the WWF if he, if he was have that like mega feud with Hogan like and it wasn't like the mega powers and you know tag team stuff. I think if it was like a one-on-one thing, I think he could have had a pretty decent like heel run as a, a you know take the belt off of Hogan maybe like one of the earlier pay-per-views and then you know come come out WrestleMania Hogan wins it back or something like that. Um yeah, I think I think he would have had a pretty decent run as a heel, um, not in the Attitude Era, but definitely in the uh, in the Golden Era without uh, Hogan. I think it would, probably would have worked.
1: Yeah, I agree. I could see, like you said, I could see him having something like the uh, akin to like Sergeant Slaughter's uh, World Championship run in '91, like winning it yeah. in one pay per view yep. and then lose it right back at the next event. Uh, speaking mm-hmm. of '91, man, he was as over as it gets as a babyface too. I feel like that's probably when he was. Even though I preferred him as a heel that's probably when he was at his biggest in 91 yeah. as a baby face. So he had a couple guys, you know, you still had warrior and Hogan kind of hanging around ahead of him. And then Brett was ascending at that time that where he was never quite at the tippy yeah. top of the roster for baby faces, but he was, he was like straight up over as a face in 91. So you could have done, you could have elevated him a little bit then also. Alex also says, yeah, as a side note, true. that blue cage match from Saturday night's main event that we talked about is so underrated. So yeah, I think if you were gonna watch one boss man match after this, go watch Saturday Night's Main Event against Hulk Hogan and we'll make sure to have all the yes. details in the show notes.
0: It's really good.
1: All right, Tony Barker says, which do you prefer, boss man in the original cop uniform or the SWAT gear?
0: Man. Let me go with the original cop uniform for me. It's just it's it's too nostalgic for me. Um just being a kid and you know seeing it just, I like, just had that blue shirt just like pops out. Um, you know, the all black hair is cool, but man, uh, big boss man in the olden days is, is where I'm at. And the, and his theme music was boss. It was killer.
1: Yeah. Agree. Uh, Serving the, the, the SWAT gear was cool, but the, um, the cop uniform, it was just so toyetic. And that's, that's obviously what I think about. If I hear big boss, man, I'm, I'm thinking cop, big boss, man, before I get to the, uh, the corporate security yeah. guard. Um, Tony also said we kind of we, already. We'll got ignore to- the.
0: Um, I was going to say we'll ignore the patch that was on his uh, <laughs> on his sleeve <laughs> at the time. Still present <laughs> on the wrestling <laughs> buddy. I,
1: I think the Hasbro had it off, but I think the yes, uh, I think the wrestling <laughs> buddy had it on there, man. So yeah, it's probably one of the last few times you're going to see the old uh, the Confederate flag <laughs> on on a toy. <laughs> all right, uh, Tony also had a couple questions. We already got to. He said, "Where would you rank Boss Man as far as most agile big man of all time?" We discussed that, and what did you think of Boss Man's WCW run? So, thanks, Tony, for hitting us with a combo platter. Um, we'll try to take a look at these questions ahead of time next time, and maybe leave some of these uh, ants to be answered in the listener mail section. But appreciate you guys reaching out. All right, two more questions. May man, TNT Tyson Neal Trevino says, "Did you ever take a trip down to Cobb County, Georgia?"
0: <laughs> I. I- I mean I did not. I I said this at the beginning of the show. I was I was uh frightened of the big boss man as a hill, so I was definitely not uh willing to go down there and, and you know uh try my luck at running into the big boss man down there. So no. Have you yeah, Seth? It, I have
1: I have not, <laughs> but if I did I would make sure I took the time or read the signs and respect the law and order, Because so, I wouldn't want to be serving hard time.
0: Exactly, yeah.
1: All right, last question. True. I think probably the the ultimate question of this this first episode. So thanks to Jay Bone from our Pod Foundation brethren coming down the aisle for hitting us with this one. And I'm gonna leave it to you to answer, Marco, big boss man. Was he a better face or heel?
0: Uh, of course, heel, dude. He was always a heel, as we as we discovered. Yeah. He's he he's. I mean, he had a he had a nice little uh you know fake run as a as a face, and you know got over on the fans. And I think. Soon enough, if they let it go past, he was just going to turn his turn his back on the fans at some point and say, "Hey, I let you you I let you guys like me for this long, blah blah." blah. If they let it if they let it go past, but it didn't get it didn't get to that point. But yeah, no, definitely heel, heel boss man is where it's at, dude. As he as you can see, I mean, he's had some memorable moments, you know, as a face, but as a heel, way more memorable moments in my eyes, anyway.
1: All right, yeah, I agree, hundred percent, man. Dude was always a heel. That face run was just phony baloney. Uh, that's it for our first mailbag, Marco. So I think you know, first episode, the pilot episode of What the Heels in the Can. I think maybe hit us with some uh, some closing thoughts, and we'll get out of here.
0: Um, yeah, let's um, let's all abide by the law and try not to serve hard times.